You are listening to Better Golf Academy with me, Hanju Lee. This is episode 11. Well, hello everyone. Okay, here's the thing. We all want to get better at golf. But for whatever the reason, our game just doesn't improve. Sound familiar? Okay, well, I'm here to share the best secrets of improving your score. This podcast is not about giving you swing techniques or swing tips, but it's about giving you specific strategies, a tangible plan, and fun ways to improve your score. So welcome to Better Golf Academy Podcast. You ready? All right, here we go. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Better Golf Academy Podcast. I am your host, Hanju Lee, and uh, it's a rainy day here in Southern California, and I am really loving it. I can hear the soothing and relaxing sound of raindrops outside. And uh, for your visual, I have this TV in here, and it's streaming uh, YouTube channel. And uh, it's a YouTube channel of a fireplace. Yep. Real life fireplace, ladies and gentlemen, on TV with crackling sound. Of <laughs> I can almost feel the warmth coming out of the screen. Is that weird? And speaking of rain, I, I played a practice round last week in Temecula on, on Friday, uh, day after Thanksgiving, which is one of the busiest golf days out of the year. But because of the rain, the place was totally empty which is great for me because i got to take my time and really focus and write notes for each hole etc to prepare for the pat what is pat it's called player ability test so what is a player ability test so if you want to pursue your career in golf you can go through the pga pgm program which is a professional golf management program but prior to registering you have to pass the player's ability test which my friend Ashley encouraged me to do and I'm not trying to pursue a new career in golf but I thought it would be fun to experience it and also I thought it would give me some credibility as I talk about golf on this podcast that I really do know what I'm talking about so how do you pass this test well you play 36 holes in a row in one day, and you have to shoot within 15 shots of the course rating. So the cutoff score uh, for this course for 36 holes was 158. So my plan was to shoot 79-79, which is 158. And did I pass? Well, this entire episode is dedicated to what went right <laughs> and what went wrong during this 36 hole endeavor so stay tuned i think we'll learn something awesome um on the side note i i love playing in the rain i know a lot of people don't like it but as long as it's not windy and, and super cold um just like a light medium rain during a round adds another element to the game that makes it really fun for me uh, the key is to keep everything dry and there are some great techniques and hacks just that but that's for another entire episode. Um, on the side side note, why do they call it a hack? 
like life hack because hack is such a negative meaning in golf because when you're a hacker you kind of suck right but you add the word life before like life hack all of a sudden it's, it's like reveals all the secrets to life's efficiency and strategy like productivity and happiness hmm weird so i know this is a long intro but i gotta do what i what i promise every episode give a shout out to one of my listeners and this time it happens to be one of my favorite listeners because he is a non-golfer what what is a non-golfer listening to a golf podcast you ask well let me read you what he said and his name is David, and he writes, I'm not a golfer, but I benefit from almost everything that Hanju shares. These podcasts can be applied to some aspects in life goal setting, focus, practice, health, fitness, failure, and success. I don't play golf, but I have found some wisdom in every episode that I can apply to my fitness goals my guitar practice, my reading, my writing goals, and my bad days, and my good days. Hanju shares a lot of information based on his, his extensive research and his experience pursuing the game he loves and also his pursuit of being the best he can be. Every episode is loaded with interesting information he has gathered that has helped and inspired him. You would have to read a lot just to get some of the useful wisdom that Hanju shares. Hanju has a very unassuming and personal style that will make you feel like you're sitting with a friend as you listen to him, although I usually listen while I'm on my daily walk. It is almost like a conversation with a good friend who is interesting, interested in you personally, and very open. Well done, Hanju. Do you know why I love this review so much? Because... It's like David has a special insight to my life. So could it possibly be that he actually does? (laughs) Yep. Uh, David is my father-in-law who is one of my huge supporters. So thanks, Dad. Uh, I also love your thoughts about friendship, that you feel that I'm interesting in you personally and that I care about you because that is so right on so thank you dad so much for taking the time um and writing this such an amazing review i hope you're having a great walk today okay so let's talk shop i think this episode is going to be really impactful so i i hear this word a lot these days and i'm i'm really trying i say trying because it's not easy and it's not natural for me to practice this before, during, and after my round. And not only that, just maybe even throughout my day and even at night when I'm not playing golf. Um, I'm trying to implement this in my life as much as I can, and the word is mindfulness. And for some people, when they hear this word, they know exactly what I'm talking about. But for others, they kind of sort of understand it of it being some type of yoga or meditation type of term. But maybe they think it's weird or it's not for them. So let's let's first define it. Mindfulness. Okay, it's a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment. I like that. Um, it, I mentioned this on episode two, 
of the here and now. I talk about that. And I said the importance of finding a way to be in the moment, finding a way to focus all your mind, body, and soul in what is in front of you here and now, it's the only place you can be. Only place our body can be in space is now. The only place our body can be in time is now. So let our mind and body sync together to produce your best effort every shot, every time. And so I talk about looking and thinking about the past that can bring regret, pain, and or even fear like like <laughs> hole number one on Creek, uh, okay, during my PAT round. I hit a nine iron pretty well, uh, pin high, but a little left uh, from the middle of the fairway. Um, but it ended up on a downhill slope on the wet dirt. And I couldn't really get my club underneath it to hit it high, which I had to get it over a bunker to land it soft. So I, I overshot it, and I had to chip again, and I missed an easy putt, and I ended up getting a double. And I kept wondering and thinking about what a freaking bad luck that was and how that double boogie was just not deserved. Um I also talk about looking and thinking about the future, which brings anxiety of what ifs, right? So I'm a bit perturbed and uneasy about what other bad lies lay ahead in this wet condition and how to not get myself into that situation again. But why is this so important in golf, the here and now? Because I truly believe in order to conquer this game, to play our best, we have to control our thoughts. It's it's really true what they say. They say this game, this game of golf is 90% mental and 10% mental. <laughs> and I so much believe that if we can get this part right, it can really change our game. Because mindfulness is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment. Is it easy to do? Nope. So I'm fully aware of this concept of being in the moment, the, the idea of mindfulness. In fact, I have this app that I use called Mindfulness <laughs> that teaches me how to mentally focus on the present moment. And it also tracks my time and stats because you, you got to measure everything, right? <laughs> um, also, the night before my PAT round, I was a bit nervous and I was expressing my doubts and getting a bit anxious about the next day. And my amazing wife, in her infinite wisdom, said to me, dude, just enjoy, have fun, be in the moment. And yes, she gets it too. And I was fully aware of what I needed to do. And honestly, I know that course inside out. I've been playing it for the last 25 plus years and it's one of my favorite courses. And I often score pretty well there. So so next morning, I woke up at 4 a.m. because it takes me an hour and 15 minutes to get there. My tea time was at 7, so I wanted to get there at least by 6 a.m. So I didn't want to rush. Um, did you know that it's like pitch dark at 4 a.m. and 5 a.m.? <laughs> I ended up getting there just before 6 and got in line with the rest of the players to check in. And pick up the official scorecard. They give you two, one for each 18. 
And there were about 35 people, mostly younger. But I was surprised to see some group of older, more seasoned people there like me. I went straight to the driving range and hit a half a bucket of balls just off the mat, just to get the feel. And, you know, everything felt great. It's, it was going to be a great day. And I said to myself, and I took a deep breath, and I said, enjoy, have fun, be in the moment. Boom. So I played with Joe and Adam, two amazing, young, strong players with like flawless swings who are already well in their golf careers and now requiring to pass the PAT. And we became friends right away. We, we've been in these types of environments before in a, in a golf tournament, but this felt a little bit different. Everyone there is not competing against each other. They're rooting for each other. It's not really a competition. Also, the PGA wants you to pass it. During a nor normal tournament, you'll see a lot of tricky pin placement and tee boxes move all the way to the back to add to the challenge. But for the PAT, they kind of did the opposite. The pin locations were really fair. Tees are moved up on some of the holes, uh, especially the par threes. And I'm like, dude, let's do this. Let's enjoy, have fun, be in the moment. Let's take the certificate home. So first 18 holes were a bit of a blur. I, I was focusing mostly not on making huge mistakes to eliminate my chances. Um, so I ended up with shooting an 80, which wasn't great, but I, I was satisfied. Only one shot off my goal of 79. Um, greens were like super slick. Uh, fairways were pretty wet. Um, and some parts were destroyed by the rain. Uh, it was hard to hit off of. It's like kind of like hitting off of dirt. And I was still adjusting to the speed of play and all these different things was going on um, through the first 18. Um, I was, you know, first five, six holes, I was a little nervous and, and there was a lot of pressure of the event. Then um, on the second 18, uh, starting from hole number one, everything just kicked in. I was fully focused on the here and now. I didn't even care about my previous shot or, or I didn't even think about my next shot. I was in the zone just focusing on the shot at hand. I was visualizing. I was confident. I was actually having fun. And so for the front nine, I shot even par. Um, so here I am in the place where I felt alive, playing great. All I needed to do now was to keep the momentum going and finish strong. So I, I even said it out loud. I said, let's finish strong. <laughs> so hole number 10, with my juices flowing, I, I hit a perfect drive down the middle. And you remember that little scenario I described earlier about my nine iron hitting it slightly left on the green, which left me with a bad line overshooting the green and ended up with the first double bogey. Yep. So that was my first double bogey of the day. Then something weird happened. Something happened that I couldn't quite control. My mind started going wild. It had a mind of its own. Like, did you get that? My mind. My mind had a mind of its own. Like, I panicked, thinking the worst. Like, what if I blow it now? What if after all this, I don't make it? What if I get another double bogey? Uh, then I started doing the math. Like, how many holes do I have left? How many, how many strokes uh, are left? How many more bogeys and double bogeys can I have and still make the cut? And I was just fighting it. 
I knew I shouldn't be doing it, but I kept going there. And, and then it happened. I double bogeyed the neck, so I went double, double. And so I took a deep breath, thinking to myself, you got to refocus here now. Come on. You can do this. Um, I never recovered. I ended up the last nine holes of the tournament with a total of three doubles, five bogeys, and a par. <laughs> I shot 11 over in the back nine, total of 19 over, missing the cut by five strokes. And I was like devastated, like totally disappointed. Okay, what's the other D word? Dejected, denied, depressed. I felt dumb <laughs> and I really, really disliked. Um, I, I failed, man. Failed. Okay, let's start listing the word that starts with the letter F that I can think of how I felt. Okay, how about frustrated? How about... All right, anyways. I, I had a couple of days to process it and, and I'm doing fine now. I was moping around for a couple of days. <laughs> But yes, there are always some type of learning lessons here. And that's why I thought this was really important to share. And I had two questions that I had to honestly ask myself. And number one, I, did I really believe that I could do it? That I could pass the PAT? And without much thought, my answer to that was a confident yes. And the second question was, do I think if I had a strong mental toughness and really played my own teachings of mindfulness here and now, being in the moment, would I have made it? And this took me a couple of days to think through. But my answer was, and still is, yes. My problem wasn't that I was hitting bad shots. I just kept making mental errors. So my quote about golf being 90% mental and 10% mental and it's a bit of a humorous statement mixed with a lot of truth. Um, so I thought I would list my biggest three main takeaways from my 36-hole PAT round for Monday. Okay, so point number one. It's not easy. No one said it was easy. Saying focus and not allowing your mind to wander is not easy. It takes discipline. It takes practice, just like everything else. And most of all, it takes confidence. What do you mean confidence? It, it takes confidence to know and believe and have conviction that this really works. And thinking back, I was teeter-tottering. I, I didn't think serious enough about it. Maybe even though I preached it, I didn't entirely believe it. I was thinking that if I had a physical talent and ability to shoot well, that I would automatically shoot well and then scores will show it at the end of the day but now it takes some mental discipline every hole every shot full focus being in the moment so point number two it's a journey so how do we get there because i'm not there yet obviously but i believe our pursuit of getting there is the goal not just getting there Okay, this reminds me of a quote. I know sometimes introducing a quote in a podcast is a bit cliche-ish and corny, but I think this really applies to what we're talking about today. Okay, here's a quote. Success is a journey, not a destination. The 
doing is often more important than the outcome. Yeah, that's good. This quote is by Arthur Ashe, and you're like, well, who's Arthur Ashe? Well, he was an American professional tennis player who won three Grand Slam titles. He was the first black player selected to the U.S. Davis Cup team and the only black man ever to win the singles title at Wimbledon, the U.S. Open, and the Australian Open. He was also an author and mostly known for being a crusader for equality. He really lived with intention and impact. So for me, I can I can look at this event as a total failure, which I actually called it uh, that on on my dreadful drive back home <laughs> from the round in my head. But nah, I, I don't I don't believe that anymore. It's all part of the journey, and it's never about the outcome or the end result or the certificate or whatever that we are pursuing in our life. I truly believe. It's about our attitude, discipline, and will, and, and struggle, and the fight in getting there. Yeah, so point number three is look up. Okay, so when I started my podcast, my friend Charlton uh, messaged me, and he said, Dude, this podcast is totally for me. I am your poster child. Do you know how many books I've read on golf? He's like, every single one. <laughs> Do you know how many videos I've watched, workshops I've attended? He's a total learner, a seeker who's hungry for knowledge, a true student of the game. So when we were playing golf together several months back, I asked Charlton, I said, hey, just curious, from all the books you've read, videos you've watched, workshops and lessons you receive, what's the one thing, one main thing that has impacted you the most in your game? And he said, look up. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so I went home and, and I looked it up. I looked up, look up. Uh, and the book is called Zen Golf. And he talks about the expansive awareness. And it's a practice of mindfulness. The author is Joseph Parent. And he writes, when you have a difficult tee shot or a short putt and you're waiting your turn. It's not very helpful to stare at it, think about it, and let your mind get very small. Instead, look up and breathe out, opening to the awareness around you. He says, in life, as in golf, you give it your best shot when you're free of tension and self-consciousness. In life as in golf. <laughs> that's, that's my line. Okay, so here's the deal. It's not easy. And it is a journey. And you got to remember to look up. Take a breath. Don't get stuck on the small stuff. Be grateful. Man, you're, you're out here on a beautiful day, on this beautiful course with awesome people playing golf. Look up. Enjoy have fun, and be in the moment. Okay? Okay, awesome. I hope this was a good lesson for you as it was for me. I'm signing up again for the next PAT, uh, which is going to be next month, and um, I will let you know how that all goes. But I will go in with a complete different perspective this time, and I will try to look up and be mindful. Hey, 
that, that was really fun. Thanks for letting me vent a little bit. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Uh, please don't forget to leave me a review or share this podcast. I will give you a shout out on my next episode. But in the meantime, thank you again so much for listening to Better Golf Academy podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Let's get better together. Love you guys. Bye for now. <laughs>